This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Ah, Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group, episode number 50! Oh, wow. <laughs> well, and it's a great episode to do it. We got a lot to talk about. Oh, uh, do we? Woo. I was hoping we could knock out 15 minutes and be done. <laughs> this portion of Time Out with Shore Sports is sponsored by our friends at the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at the 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park. They offer 24-hour gym access. They've got training sessions for basketball, lacrosse, baseball, too. Get more information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. Wow. Week 9 in the books for high school football. Yeah, and uh, quite a game to talk about Friday night. A lot, Just a lot in general to talk about because that wasn't the only one that had some headlines, but I got to give a shout out. Was it Casey Heath right Friday night? Yeah. Said, I can't wait for the podcast. And yeah. that's cool because, you know, we talk about this podcast, it's for everybody, but understanding during the course of the season, it's probably tough for a lot of the players with their schedules to necessarily uh, be able to listen to it. But hey, Casey, thank you. And please spread the word to others. Yeah, you know, uh, let's start with Casey. Heath. Five second half touchdowns, 257 yards. You know, it's our Preston Ford game of the week featured as it has for the previous 13 years, the war on the shore. And it, it was a game that kind of went, you know, back and forth and some issues, 7-7 seven, seven at the half. Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest of first halves. Right. And, and yeah. then we start the second half, first play from scrimmage, KJ Smothers, 67 yards, for his second score of the day. But I was surprised to see that was all that Queen Anne's could muster the rest of the way. And and I think of the postgame interview with Coach Sofanowski and, and a couple of the players, it was missed assignments and it was missed tackles that proved the difference. And they didn't miss. Ken Island didn't miss after that. No, they didn't. And they did enough where they strung together, as I mentioned Friday night, enough positive defensive series where they forced Queen Anne's to, to punt and give Ken Island the ball back where Ken Island was able to put together uh, enough scores where they took the lead and then were able to buffer the lead and take care of business in that one. And, and as I mentioned going in, if there was a defense and a defensive coordinator that could at least – make enough of an impact to stymie smothers enough in order to give themselves a chance, it was Ken Island. But up until that point, nobody had stopped him. But (laughs) you take a look at the stats, though. K.J. Smothers still had himself a game, though. But, again, it was all about, though, the timing and stringing together enough stops. And Ken Island's offense, to their credit, took advantage of those stops and, and got the victory. Yeah, 210 yards. Worth rushing for KJ Smothers and both touchdowns. And, yeah, and both yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Sywald had uh, three carries for ten yards, and he was exited the game uh, for unknown reasons. We assume it's an injury of some sort, but mm-hmm. he didn't come back after uh, being on the ground for the second time. Um, yeah, and then you look at you know Jairoy. He got into the rushing act. Four carries for for twenty two yards. Uh, but Ken Island's Casey Heath. 30 carries, 257 yards. Keegan O'Brien had the other touchdown uh, run, the uh, the long one. 
Yeah, well, that came that came in the second series for Ken Island yeah. after after Queen Anne's and and Seawold fumbled. Ken Island recovered and uh, on the end around a forty four yard run for O'Brien made it seven to nothing. Queen Anne's answered with the Smothers forty yard touchdown run seven to seven, and then Ken Island punted on their third series. Then on Queen Anne's third series, Mark Queen Anne's marched down the field and weren't they at like the Ken Island three? And they decided to throw the ball and Lloyd Price, who now has a single season record at Ken Island for interceptions in a season, intercepted uh, Devin Wright. And yeah. you're thinking there, why not just keep running the football? Right. It should have been 14-7 to Queen Anne's at that point, yeah, and it wasn't. Coach Ferragamo said that exact same thing Friday night. And what, what are they thinking? But it's easy for us to be, you know, at this point, you know, Monday, Tuesday morning quarterbacks. We were, we were Friday night quarterbacks at that point. But I, I think that... In my opinion, they tried to get too cute in the second half, you know, down 21 to 14, and you go for it deep in your own zone. I don't know if they were at the 10 or the 20, but it just turned over a short field. A gallant effort on that fake punt, but again... Coming up short. Well, you got the you got the call on the system there, but yeah, it was Queen Anne's fifth offensive series in which Queen Anne's, as you mentioned, down by a touchdown, decided to go for a fake punt, and it was at the Queen Anne's thirty-one. And you talk, I mean, you described it well. You said it was there, but it was a long developing play. Yeah, it, it was. And it, I, I don't want to say anything more because I think you're bringing it up right now. We might as well play it. I, CJ doing a great job for I, us. I don't know which. It's one. in there. And da, 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 da. there's the touchdowns. We got those. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you must have put them in different numbers, but yeah, no worries. So okay, it is. Yeah. It. Uh, I think it's that one right there. The this one right Queen here. Anne's, uh, That's uh, touchdown number two. All right. So I, I know it, I know it's in there. I know okay. it's in there because okay. I played well, it. We can but. we can listen. Here's a handoff to. KJ Smothers he's off the left no. side. Yeah, but that's he's a touchdown. Yeah, he's out. Actually, if you go out of the system and get back in, it may update that. I don't think so because I've updated. Okay, you have. There, okay, so. all right. Well, maybe it's not yeah. then. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what happened to it. She anyway, goes. the bottom line being though, that was a critical juncture of the game because down by seven, there was still enough time on the clock that to go for it there to fake, and I understand it was there. But as you talked about, it was a long, evolving play. It was this one right here. And the Lions ready to punt it away again. Oh, high snap. But oh, Cole's going to fake it coming out here to the near side. And it's they not going to be able to get there. It's going to be short. Pass was out to Cody Fleming, who is the motion guy. And they stop him at the 31-yard line. So just like that, they were short. And it was a long developing play. I mean, yeah. Coach had commented during the broadcast that there was like, you know, that people weren't within 20 yards of the guy. But when you have to spin the ball to get your laces to throw it that far across the field, it takes a little bit of time. And the ball floated. It was a little windy. And they were Johnny on the spot and made the stop. I mean, it's as we sit here today and Monday morning quarterback, it, it it's tough on the one hand to say, oh, that was a bad call when it was wide open. But you do have to take in consideration, okay, can you execute it quick enough, though, even if it's open? And, and look, they they made the bold decision there. And maybe Al Waters felt, hey, we're not stopping Casey Heath. We have to do this here and now. I don't trust that if we 
punt the ball here, that Kent Ireland doesn't score again, and we're down two touchdowns at that point, that we have to hold on to the ball. And I guess that's what the thinking is. It, yeah, you can you can second guess it. We did. I think given the field position, I think that's where maybe it was a bit of a head scratcher that if this was at the 40-yard line of Kent Island, maybe it's a little bit different or maybe at the 50, but at, at the 31 of your own, I, I don't I don't know about that. And then they did turn it into points right after that. Yeah, they, they did for sure. But, uh, yeah, an interesting uh, you know, contest and turn of events there because, you know, they were up 14-7 and then it was all, all uh, Ken Island after that. Now, obviously you and Coach were at the game. You called it and you talked about you thought some of the issues that Ken Island had or a lot of the issues of the first half against Smothers was missed tackles and missed assignments. Were they loading the box, though, Mark, uh, against uh, Smothers? Oh, absolutely. They? And, and okay. they were filling and doing everything. I understand trying to get away from what was working. Because you were going against eight, nine guys in the box. I mean, Ken Island was selling out. Well, I'm just wondering out. what Ken Island was doing to be successful in the second half. Yeah, they were selling out. And, okay. And Coach Sofanowski basically said they were doing the same thing in the first half. They just missed some assignments. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it was 7-7 at the half. Right. You know, right. and nobody had much at that point. You know, you figured Smothers picked up 67 yards, uh, you know, on, on that first carry. Uh, of the second half, but you know he didn't have 210 there. He, he I don't even think he had 100. You know, because he had a 40-yard touchdown run, but he did get enough in that first uh, quarter to become the high, the single-season record holder uh, for rushing for Queen Anne's County High School, uh, eclipsing the 1800 and some. Yeah, and one of the issues in the first half for both offenses and defenses to some extent as well, penalties. Yeah. A face mask here, a false start there, a holding here. Uh, there was uh, there was enough of that in the first half. We talk about the Seawong fumble uh, early on that took place, and, and Ken Island later in the second half would have a fumble. Casey Heath fumbled the football into the end zone, but you know, as as Hoffy talked about in the uh, in the Star Dem. Uh, that may have been the worst thing to happen to Queen Anne's because Heath was very motivated by that, and apparently some Queen Anne's players were chirping uh, to, to Heath about it. I'm not sure you want to draw Casey Heath's ire because he certainly made them pay in the second half. And uh, Look, Al Waters, prior to the game, had said, Mark, that our front seven still has a lot of work to do, that, that, that that's not our strong point defensively. Our strong point is our secondary in which they have two freshmen playing, and one of the freshmen had an interception of Tommy McAndrews in that one, to, right. just to prove that point. Uh, but that, as I mentioned, well, that front seven better tighten up by the time they play Kent Island later that week because of Casey Heath uh, being uh, such a, a huge factor for the Buccaneers and their offensive approach, obviously. And, yeah, it's great you have a good secondary, but if the other team's not throwing the ball that much, then what does it do you? Yeah, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, I really would like to try and catch up with Coach Al Waters because I've reached out to him to try and see if he'd be available for a quick phone call in the podcast because now that he's had a chance to watch tape, after the game, he said his team quit. And, and that's a direct quote. He said, you know, his team quit. Yeah, on the radio and in the paper. Yeah, but yeah. he also said K.J. Smothers didn't quit. He said he might be the only one that didn't quit on, on the team. Mm -hmm. But now that he's had a chance to watch tape and think about what has been said, I'd be curious to know if he changes his mind a little bit about that. Um, it, listen, people say 
things that they don't really mean in when you're in a competitive nature like this and you're coming over you just finished chewing out your team and you're coming over and you jump on the radio i don't think in his heart that and again i can't speak for him but i don't think in his heart that he meant his kids quit on the game he may be obviously disappointed in their performance and how they didn't finish at times but it's without without watching the tape you can say that but i think when you watch the tape i mean there were some kids that gave some gutsy efforts out there as well and, and i think that you know al knows that and he has seen that on tape and mm-hmm. you know i i don't know if he regrets saying that or not but uh, yeah i was surprised and i don't know if that was purposely said if it was in the heat of the moment if it was maybe used as a, a motivational thing to say guys you know we're better than this we came into the game at seven and one we can do better when you look at the video you'll see i i right i i don't know I've got to think, though, with the kind of season that they've had and realizing they were leading 14-7 to early in the third quarter, that, yes, yeah, some of that is probably emotion-based. But, again, I, I don't know what it's in a guy's head or heart, and I don't want to speak for him. Sure. He, he said what he said, and, yeah, I mean, afterwards, if you gave him a platform to, to speak about it afterwards, then that's all we can do. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, so Ken Island wins the war on the shore. The, and the 3A, 2A Bayside Championship. I'm just going to call it the Bayside Championship. Well, there's there's your 3A, 2A, and then there's your 1A. Yeah, there's the Bayside Championship. Okay. <laughs> because, because they, Ken Island beat Colonel Richardson. Oh, I see. Okay. I see. They okay. are the Bayside You're not to champions. Okay. okay. All right. And, and yes. But there is such a thing as a 3A, 2A championship. I know. I, yeah. I know. That's, but that's what you're saying. I some, understand. Some they made up stuff. I got it. it so. Well, it's actually not. They yeah. do give out a trophy for that. I, anyway, I, I, I understand. You're right. Yeah. They finished number one. They did beat Colonel Richardson, who won the 1A. Right. To your point, the war on the shore. And the 1A, or excuse me, the one seed, the 2A East. But, but not taking away anything from what colonel richardson accomplished either you know understand that and we yeah i mean which we'll get to them in a minute yeah i've gushed about that but here's a headline though and i know that he's wanted to remain under wraps but mark you and i both know this think about this friday night brian sofanowski back on the sidelines after retiring i know he's an assistant coach in a couple of different stints under coach Ferragamo, but back on the sideline the war on the shore got to be pumped up about that that's one of the reasons you get back into coaching is that game but right down the sideline from him Donnie Grafe, the longtime Queen Anne's head coach, the man that Brian Sofanowski played for, is now an assistant coach for him. And he, the longtime Queen Anne's coach, is now on the Kent Island sideline coaching an offensive line that's plowing the way for Casey Heath, who's had a heck of a year. And just wow. I mean, you think, think about that for a second and take a snapshot. And would you ever have expected to see that? I doubt it. Yeah. No, and, and you're right. And we have requested several interviews with yeah. Coach Grape and been rejected. <laughs> um, yeah. He just wants to just go off into the, you know. Into well, the he's not going line. off into the sunset. No, he's, he's, he's right there front and center. But you're right. He's not wanting to comment. on. Now, I asked Coach Sof about it. And he didn't get into details about him going from Queen Anne's to Ken Island. He just said he loves to coach. Yeah. And. He felt like that was the opportunity to, to go. So mm. loves the coach. Griffith loves yeah. the coach. That's why they all came back. And look, and, I, you I, know, and we'll get into the success that each is having. Yeah, I, look, 
I understand as as a Queen Anne's player and, and seeing that, there's emotions there. The one thing I would say, though, is that, and I just mentioned this, Coach Self played for him. Yeah. Well, so, the funny thing is, Grafe you know. is still teaching at Queen Anne's County High School. You know, I I don't think I knew that, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I thought he yeah. I thought he uh, had retired. Wow, he's still in the hallway. Well, okay, well there there's yeah there's another headline there for you. Wow, that I didn't know, Mark. Yeah, that that I didn't know. Uh, but you know, Coach Sof said as well, and and he said it in the video interview, Mark, that we posted shoresportsmd.com, is that I had to humble myself when we lost our offensive line coach. I had to go to him and say, I need you to help us out because I think he was coaching running backs. And I need you to coach the offensive line. And without a hesitation, he said he'd do it. And and those kids love him. So said that as well. He said Mm -hmm. those offensive line kids love Coach Green. Well, and they they probably deserve a shout-out here. We've got their their names. Got to get it out here in a second, but somewhere here. I've got their names. I'm on. sure you do. You got fifteen thousand pieces of paper in your hands. I do. I'm, I'm finding them. I'm, I'm coming. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming prepared. We'll, we'll get that. Jo- oh, here we go. So you've got center Jeremy Smith guards Brady O'Neill and Cooper Delane tackles Clark DeRosa and Trayton Jackson and tight ends Tucker Claxton and Jabez Smith. So there you go. They they deserve a shout out. Yeah, absolutely, they do. And uh, and so to Austin Holland and Keegan O'Brien at Holland, you guys were gushing on Holland. Yeah, because he was blocking quite a bit and helping pave the way for Heath. But when he did get the ball, he made the most of it. He he did. He did. So I just heard back from Al Waters. We're going to we're reaching out to him right now. Coach Al Waters with us on the podcast. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, we were just talking about your game on Friday night. And one of the things that uh, I was talking about was, you know, in our postgame interview, you know, I said that now that you've had a chance to watch the game, I felt like you had just talked about your kids quitting in the contest out of a heat of emotion. And I felt like when you go back to watch the game, I had a feeling maybe you would probably feel a little bit different uh, about that. Am I, in fact, correct or am I wrong? I would say it's a mix. It's a little bit of both. Okay. Both. Um, when you go back and watch the tape, uh, to start with our defense, uh, they're actually through the whole game. Um, I thought we played well in the first half. I'm not even sure how because we didn't line up correctly, I would say, probably 95% of the time. Oh, wow. Um, so that's a little disappointing. Um, and then um, late in the game, uh, we still weren't lined up correctly. Uh, and then we kind of just gave up. I mean, you can see plays where uh, just you didn't have the full – hustle to the ball, you didn't have the full, uh, um, you know, there's a little bit of extra stuff, you know, uh-huh. the, the 11 guys running to the ball, that kind of stuff. Um, and then offensively, you know, their, their game plan was a great game plan. Um, we didn't recognize some things on film soon enough. Um, and I think uh, the, the linemen, uh, that was probably, you know, we were expecting them to play a lot better being their third game together, but that was it was almost like day one. I mean, we're we're, we're running toss left, and we got our you know lining going to the right, which gotcha. is pretty uh, disappointing there. So, right. but I, I think it was a little bit of both. Okay, so when now that you've had the chance, I imagine you met with the team on Saturday. Yes, correct. All right. And what is the atmosphere like now? Because now you have to put all that behind you, and you've got playoffs coming up. We haven't even talked about that yet. 
Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we, we, we bring them in. Uh, we had a long uh, film session. Uh, we basically, uh, our film sessions are pretty uh, hardcore. And what I mean by it is we don't hold back mm-hmm. uh, to the players or the coaches. Uh, I called myself out just as much as I, if I call a player out. Sure. Um, or I'll call a coach out. Uh, you know, but when we leave that meeting, it's over with. And that's the way we approached it all year with a win or a loss. So um, when we left that meeting on Saturday, we put Ken Allen behind us, and we uh, have moved on the wall. So you've hugged it out, and everybody's in love with each other again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a great uh, – I mean, even before we had the film session, uh, we do a little bit of stretching and band work and stuff, and uh, that period was a great period. Um, you know, nobody was – calling people out there was none of that there was nothing everybody was still sticking together um and then you know when we got into the film like i said it was, it's pretty hardcore in there um we don't take excuses in there you know we, we everybody kind of stepped up to their their fault and i thought that was good nobody looked for excuse um uh, but yeah i mean when, once we got done uh we moved on um and, and it seems uh just like another day well, and Coach, that's what I wanted to ask you about is that did the kids see it your way? Because that's a $64 million question because sometimes you can see it one way and they see it another. Are you guys on the same page about your comments and their performance in the second half? Uh, yes, they actually are. They, they, they felt the same way that they could have gave more. Um, and actually, even though you know, KJ had 200 and some yards, he felt like he didn't give enough. Hmm. Um, I think – uh, a little bit of it was, you know, uh, with our with Ashton uh, going down and all that stuff. Uh, there were some issues on the sideline, and I think that had a that had an impact also. Um, some players um, said that you know when that happened, they couldn't kind of get it out of their head, and, and I told them that you know that's partially my fault. I should have called timeout and, and brought the team together there. Um, so I took some blame on that also. Um, but no, they, they definitely saw it. My, um, we all see it the same way. I shouldn't say it's my way. Uh, they all saw basically what, what you we were saw. talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. that's and that's obviously very important going into to Friday night because if they didn't, then that could be problematic for the game and having everybody together and on the same page. Oh, absolutely. I mean that's you know that's uh, you know sometimes I think coaches hold hold the truth back because they're afraid of that. Um, but I tell my guys uh, from day one, um, you may not like it, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. Um, and, and I hold everybody accountable, from myself to every coach, to every player, to the equipment managers. Uh, they get yelled at just as much as in practice. Um, <laughs> actually, they have, they've had to run gassers before as equipment managers. So um, <laughs> everybody gets held to a high standard. Um, so I think I couldn't ask for it to go any better. Um, than what it did. Well, and you can turn it around into a positive to get the team ready for the upcoming playoffs. You'll have Y High coming to town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I imagine that you can use that. You brought up Ashton. Um, yeah. How is he? Will he be available this week? Not that I expect you to tell me his injury or if he'll be available, but, you know, you brought up his name, so I got to ask. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure how. Um, but he is clear to actually play. Um, they, when he went to the ER, uh, he was not diagnosed with anything. Okay. With that being said, 
Uh, I'll tell you, he's not playing. Okay. Um, I, the, myself and the staff feel like something happened. Okay, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Right. But we feel like he was definitely not all there, if right. that makes sense. Right. Um, and I told his mom he was not playing. She was very, very excited about that. I told him, you know, we're going to put him through a concussion protocol. Kind of, kind yeah. of, not, not more or less, but yeah, something like that. Right. And, and, and do it, do it that route because, um, you know, could have long enough, even though they didn't diagnose him with something, I still felt like there was something, an issue there. So, uh, no, he will not play. So Ashton Sywell will be missing the game uh, this coming Friday night uh, in respect of his health, of course. I mean, because let's face it, like you said, Coach, you've been doing it a long time. I mean, the, the child's health is the most important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's going to be <laughs> big shoes to fill, but uh, we told the guys that, you know, one person doesn't need to fill it. You know, if it takes three or four guys to fill his shoes, then that's, that's, what, we're, that's what we'll do. All right, let's turn our attention real quick uh, to uh, your game coming up on Friday night against uh, Y High. And this portion of the podcast, sponsored by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and Shingle Master Roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. A matchup you had with the Y High earlier this year. You came out victorious. It was a very competitive contest that you guys ended up pulling away and winning. Uh, are you expecting the same kind of matchup this week? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be physical. Uh, you know, they're a physical, big physical team, very athletic. Um, I think, uh, you know, we got to be able to stop the, the quarterback runs uh, a little bit better than we did last week, uh, the last time we played them. So, uh, you know, that's yeah, – it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a great game. Well, and Coach, in the first half of that game, Foreman goes out uh, late in the first half, comes back in the second half. They didn't run him at all. Now, he didn't scramble a few times when you pressured him, and that was one of the things your, your defensive line did a really good job of pressuring him, especially in the second half. Uh, but that was big that they didn't run him at all in that second half, and I don't know what his status will be for your game Friday night. Obviously, you'll assume he's going to run, uh, but uh, that was I think that was a big part of the game, although they certainly weren't stopping Smothers at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, he ran a little bit last week against uh, uh, a Bennett. Not not as much as I think is as they probably like him to. Uh, he's got a big brace on that knee. Um, his straight line speed is still probably faster than anybody I have on my team. Um, but he didn't look like he was cutting as smoothly as as he has been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. But, um, you know, we just got, you know, between him – Running the, the quarterback keeps up the middle, um, you know, maybe breaking out the outside. If we can contain that and, um, you know, contain the big plays to uh, number one there. Um, Leatherberry. Yeah. yeah, which is yeah. going to be difficult with Sywald out. Now you're going to have to really rely more <laughs> on your freshman. Yeah, uh, you know, when we, when we played in the first time, our whole secondary kind of revolved around Ashton, you know, playing him when he was out wide to where if he was in a slot or playing this coverage to if he went in motion or playing this coverage. I mean, um, and with that, with, with losing that three years of experience back there, I, I'm not sure, you know, how smooth it's going to go. Um, 
but we, we had some ideas on some personnel we're going to use, and uh, we're going to play a little differently than we did last time, but, um, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning. Uh, Absolutely. To, uh, to, you know, I, like I said, I, I brought it up with Mike, and I said I, I kind of felt like maybe you had a different uh, uh, approach today, and, and you nailed it. I mean, you said it right there. You know, it was a 50-50. It was a mix. So, but, uh, you know, because I know what it's like after a game having to talk to us media folk. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You guys do a great job. So, well, Coach Rue, appreciate the accessibility. Again, it's not what it is without, uh, you know, coaches like yourself stepping up and, and talking to us. Oh, anytime. Anytime at all. Trust me. Uh, so. Well, and uh, I'll be in touch with you later this week uh, about uh, – uh, being able to catch up with you for our Shore Sports MD preview as well, because you know, with you being the game of the week, we'll send Mike to Salisbury. He likes it down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was bad look for me. I can't ever do an interview with him again. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, very, I'm very superstitious, man. Sorry. Well, so, yeah, you and Coach Soph. We hear that from Coach Soph too. So, yeah. so uh, hey, so. one more thing. A Cone Ice reached out. They'd love to do a Cone Ice tailgate party with you again this week if you're interested. Absolutely. It, it, it's, uh, I mean, I don't have to do anything. I just let the truck in. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let admin know they're coming. They'll be there on Friday night. So, sounds good. And you know, you know it's at 6, right? What's that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 6 o'clock. Okay. I figured right. it was. Right. I appreciate yep. it. Yep. All, right. All right. Thanks, Coach. Absolutely. Sounds good. See Thanks. you guys then. All right. Yep. Coach Al Waters with the Queen Anne's County High School. And, you know, I just love with him, him him being so open, and he's so open and honest with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I I sometimes I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's appreciative of it, and I know our our listeners are appreciative of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, about the number two seed, Easton High School. They're next right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast presented by Perrette Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrette and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Perrette Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. And they, they've got Coach Ferragamo feeling like a million bucks. I think he could have run a half marathon this past weekend. He did talk about that during the yeah. broadcast or in the pregame show. He talked about, oh, I've seen Rick quite a bit, and I'm I'm doing a lot better for it. He he, threatened, he said, I can kick your ass now. So I was like, oh, because <laughs> before it was like, well, even as big as I am, you're not going to catch me. But, yeah, so he was feeling his oats. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good to have him on the podcast. Yeah, he does, does an outstanding yeah, job. It just fits. Yeah. It just fits. He, he is so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't even think he knows how good good he is but you know if he if he does two things are going to happen one he's going to want more money and two he's going to go to navy and do their broadcast because they suck so yeah the color commentator does i i like the way Ferragamo does uh, no, it. Uh, no comment yeah <laughs> 
No, I, I know those guys. I know those guys. I know. So I'm kidding. I'm not I'm, commenting. I just picked Navy just because they were closest. So, oh, okay. Yeah, no, they're, they're not. They don't suck. They're good. So, uh, Pete Medhurst does a hell of a job. Yeah, so, I know Pete. I know both of them. Yeah, so. so I, I don't know the other guys. Pete and Joe, Joe Miller. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, but Pete is amazing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I Got hope, to start on the Eastern I, I hope one day that I can be, you know, like, like Pete Medhurst. So, you know, as good as he is. But anyway, enough of that. Let's talk... Um, uh, about Easton, forty-two to six, I think was the final over Cambridge South Dorchester. The Kevin O'Connor show, you know. But it's important to note: Brandon Jenkins had one hundred and eighteen yards rushing on sixteen carries, and Dustin Blue, the freshman, another touchdown. You know, they're the, the freshman. Yeah, the freshman. Yeah. So while and deservedly so, Smothers and Heath get a lot of the attention in the Bayside as the best running backs. Mm-hmm. Brendan Jenkins has flown under the radar, at least for I think many, not mm-hmm. us necessarily, because we've done a fair amount of Easton games. But you're right, Jenkins has been a very good compliment to O'Connor's rushing uh and throwing and to have him there and Let's not forget Blue, the freshman, as we just mentioned, and they're both back next year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Who? Jenkins and yeah. Blue? Yeah. Yeah. So you look at next year, and not to get ahead of ourselves too much, but that's that's going to be something that Coach Griffith will have to rely on because with O'Connor graduating, who knows? You may not have that running ability out of the quarterback position, but you've got two good running backs that you know can get it done. Well, then you mix in Kevin Diet. I think he's back for another year as well. There you go. He yeah. scored a touchdown. He did. I, I'm yeah, hoping that forgotten. means that I'll hold on to my running back. Oh, maybe you will. And, you know, will. for another year. Yeah. So I can only hope. It's not about you and the JV, Mark. <laughs> You're there as a feeder. <laughs> well, we are a feeder, but you know, right now they're not that hungry. They're, they're not having to eat up all my talent. They can leave a little bit yeah. behind for me. Yeah, but uh, look, uh, Easton taking care of business against their arch rivals and uh, dealing with illness this past week mm-hmm. and, and with uh, sickness going around. I think you mentioned the volleyball the, the, team. The, yeah, the flu was like running rampant through Easton that's, High School. That scared me when you said that and yeah. knowing that you coach over there. I'm like, uh, good thing I didn't see yeah, Mark this week. I mean, week. you had, you so. know, you had uh, you know, like 11 members of the varsity volleyball team had it. Yeah. They had to postpone games. You know, the the football team had it going around. Well, I don't you know, know. I don't know if any of the football players date the volleyball players, but hopefully, coach was like, uh, "You're not seeing them. I don't care what. You know, you got to stay healthy." But look, Easton. Ed, I'm trying to remember last year, Mark. Their record was what three and six last year, I think. Something like that, yeah. And this year to go seven and two, uh, a turnaround. And Coach Griffith said, "Attention to detail." And, you know, getting over the hump and, and getting it done in the fourth quarter especially, that's huge. And they've, uh, they've again, shown that the talent was there last year in the fall from what they did in the spring, but they, they just didn't put it together. And they dedicated themselves to, again, the details and had 7-2 and two right now. And, look, you know, ranking them fourth, and we can talk about that, it, it was t- it's tough. I mean, it's razor thin between these teams at the top, between Ken Island and Queen Anne's and Stephen Decatur and Easton. So even though, and I explained why, so I won't go into all that at ShoreSportsMD.com last week, but it, it sure doesn't feel like they're the well, fourth I, best team. I, I thought it was funny yeah. because, you know, razor we, thin. We, we listen to these coaches that, you know, well, we don't pay attention to that <laughs> stuff, you know. We don't care. You know, we don't care what, what you all say. It doesn't matter to us. We don't worry about picking. 
but by golly, let me be late, like a day late in getting picks up. They're asking for them. Where are the picks? Where are the picks? And, you know, don't put us number one. Well, why not? I thought you didn't care. Right. I know. know? I've had more than one coach. <laughs> don't put us number one. Please don't put us number one. Or some coach said, well, we only got as high as so far last year. I was like, wait a minute. You just told me the week before that, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything. You don't care. And I, you know, it's look, I'll say I will. I'll say this, though. I, I hope, all, all joking aside, I do put, and Mark, you've said this, and I appreciate it, I do put a lot of effort and thought into it. Now, I'm not the end-all, be-all by any stretch, but we've been doing it the longest of any of these mediums that are out there now doing it. And I'd like to think that with that, that I've got some credibility with those picks. And you may not agree with them, but know that a lot of uh, work and thought has gone into it. And it's never meant to be a slight to anybody. This isn't done sure. so I can. This is just trying to get the most honest assessment as I can see it, the best I can do for those who are fans, those who are parents, those who are players, what have you. And again, you don't have to like it, but I hope that you know that, you know, that's uh, put out there to uh, to be as accurate as possible well and i and i think i think you're very fair and i try I mean, to be i, I look I, I want everybody to do well i do not have a dog in the race or a horse in the race right. excuse me and, and i know that you know you look at some of these other media outlets with their power pole that they put out and mm-hmm. everything and you're like well you know and i'll bring up colonel richardson yeah, I think I think one of them had like Colonel like number four or five, which Colonel's had a hell of a year. Right, but but, but they're one A. They're good. They're good at the one A if they play two A, and then they'll be Coach Jackson the first to admit it. It's uphill battle for yeah, them. yeah. You know, you that's, know? so I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I don't think they beat YI. I don't think they beat Queen Anne's. I don't think they no. beat Ken Island. They didn't beat Ken Island. I don't think right. they beat Easton. You know, and I, I don't think they beat Decatur. No, you know, so it's like. Yeah, you do your little point system, but that point system's definitely flawed. Yeah, so. it, it. I mean, there's it's and, a power pull, and some, <laughs> and and I'm, I've seen in some weeks where all of a sudden their rankings mirror mine, which shows that because they'll say, well, their point system is unbiased. And again, I, I don't have any horse in the race, but I, I'm not doing it on a point system. I'm taking a lot of different factors, strength of schedule, margin of loss or win on the road, at home. Uh, again, senior quarterbacks, freshman quarterbacks. We all call that, kind. that the Bradley factor. Yeah, the Bradley factor. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, I use a lot of different factors in it, but it's just funny that at the end of the day, in some weeks, it's like, well, gee, that's where I had the teams ranked. So the quote-unquote unbiased way that you're doing it, obviously I know. Right. <laughs> obviously I, I, I can do it without needing to do the point system. And again, hey, it's good that these polls have different ways of doing it, though, so that there is a distinction with it. Uh, but I do find, and I'll, I, you know, look, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back one time on this. I do find that at times I'll see other people's polls and I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And it's not as it plays out because I've been very fortunate to pick a lot of the right games and winners that is. And so I'd like to think that that backs up the power pole that I put out there. So absolutely. At the the risk of, of sounding arrogant and I'm not, but there you go. I, I, but I am prideful in the work I put out there. We're on your side. So I hope this, so, Mark. This portion of the podcast <laughs> sponsored by Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the Midshore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person banking, plus they've got money to lend. Get more info at any Queenstown Bank location or go to queenstownbank.com. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, 
they're uh, they have a ribbon cutting at their Dorchester County branch, brand new branch in uh, in Dorchester in Cambridge at 110 Dorchester Street, I believe it is. And uh, they'll have a ribbon cutting from 12 to 2 on Saturday, if you'd like to. I mean, on Thursday, if you'd like to stop by and and participate with that. But but uh, thankful that they're one of our many sponsors here, uh, not only with the podcast and with ShoresportsMD.com, but also with Overtime Live. They've been with us for 13 years, so pretty wow. darn impressive. Yeah. So yeah. Um, listen, now let's talk about Colonel Richardson. Sure. So sure. Colonel Richardson and and North Carolina. You know, you expected North Carolina to win. I did. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, as did I. Uh, small school, bigger school, county rivalry. <laughs> but Caroline hasn't been playing Caroline ball as of late. Um, no. You know, taking care of the football. and Well, that's been know. a huge part. They've had yeah. mistakes, and tur- but turnovers have been big. They had five against Ken Island. And the, the, the one thing about this matchup is that because they play each other every year, McCormick and the Bulldogs get to see that double wing and that style of offense. If they only played them once every five years, it may be a different story in preparation. But they've seen this. McCormick's seen it for 20-some years, so he knows how to prepare to try and stop it. Yeah, and Colonel Richardson ate a lot of clock. They had they dominated time of possession. They did what they needed to do. It's like playing four corners in basketball, right? Absolutely. You do what you got to do. They end in regulation. North Carolina had a 7-0 lead. They scored in the first half. Didn't score again. And they get into the second half. Colonel Richardson scores. And it's 7-7. And it goes through regulation like that. Caroline got the ball first. For those that aren't familiar, high school uh, overtime regulations, I love it. Absolutely love the format. Ten-yard line, four plays to get in. You score, the other team gets a chance. You do that enough, then they make you go for two instead of kicking. Right, correct. You know, which I I just, I love the format. There's no better overtime, you know, format in high school sports. And and just asking, just blanket question, not a comment question. Ten-yard line, not too close? No, absolutely not. Okay. Nope, ten yards. So, North Carolina was able to score, Mm -hmm. and they kicked the PAT. Right. Colonel Richardson had four downs. Mm Mm-hmm. And it came up short at the four-yard line. Yeah, fourth and four, and I think a sack on that play. So, you know, while that happened, it was kudos to Colonel Richardson for even having a shot. Mm -hmm. Because I have a feeling if Colonel would have gotten into the end zone, they were going for two. I think you're right. I I absolutely think you're right about that. And... Coach Jackson said, "Yeah, we struggled in throwing the football. I mean, their main operandus modi is 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 running the football. Their main what? Did I say? I didn't say that right. Uh, operandus modi. That's not right. That's a big word. We don't use these. their main mode of operation is running the football. But he said we struggled in throwing the football. I guess when they did attempt it in that one, but." Those those are too big a words yeah. to use but on no, this podcast. Look, you, you, we thought that Colonel would, with the season that they've had and the being on a six-game winning streak and having nothing to lose, a rivalry game, we thought that they could give them maybe one of the more competitive games that they've played in a while between the two teams, and at least maybe for a half. But we also said, not knowing what kind of Caroline team would show up, it could be closer than you think. 
And, well, I, I think it was a combination, though. There were some mistakes Caroline made, but I think, Colonel, they did everything they needed to do to make it a game and muck it up, as they say. And they, and they did it. And they gave themselves a chance to win. And, again, you tip, tip your cap to them. And uh, Caroline, by the way, oh, we didn't talk about this on the podcast last week, but I asked Coach McCormick two weeks ago about the get-together of former players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, well, Coach, it's out there on social media. So I do have to ask the question, were you doing this because this is going to be it for you? And he said, no, 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 I'll make that decision at the end of the year. We've just never done something like this before. So I had former players there, and they all went out afterwards. So I got made sure that I got Coach on pretty quickly so he could go out and enjoy his time with his former players. And he also said, though, that both his longtime assistants who retired at the end of last year, and you did a special podcast with the both of them and Coach McCormick, uh, that there was no send-off for them. I, I guess because they made their decision at the end of the year so the school didn't know to have some special ceremony so they were properly honored uh either before or after the game or maybe at halftime i doubt at halftime but but before or after the game they were properly honored for their years of contributions you know that podcast was the only one that we've ever had to pay a personal appearance appearance fee for the folks to show up i mean it was a form of you know food and beverages food but, and beverage expense, you know, yeah. but yeah and i miss i missed that one <laughs> I, I think it had to do with a baby something well, like that Probably a good thing because, I mean, it was already really long. And if you were there, holy hell, it had been three segments for sure. Probably so. Yeah, And that bill would have been a lot more than what you paid. There's no doubt about that. I could have kept up with the three of them. Yeah, I'm sure. uh, Food, of course, we're talking about. So this week, North Carolina, uh, even though the state hasn't released they're, yeah. they're standing. It's yeah. so funny as we're saying this. David Dotson just texted me. It's crazy to me how long it's taking for the MPSSA to post final points. And as you said that, I got it from from Dotson, uh, and, and, uh, and it yeah. just came out. It, oh. it just got posted wow. here so. at eleven. Yeah, traditionally yeah. it's Sunday morning. So so here we go. You're uh, we already know the matchups, but uh, it's well. Not well, we didn't get to the two A one A or the one A matchups. No, though. not we, yet. Yeah. Not yet. But we're just okay. talking, so we know that. That uh, uh, Queen Anne's is going to host Wicomico. We knew that. And we knew that uh, Kent Island was going to host North Hartford. Mm-hmm. Decatur's going to host uh, C. Milton Wright. And Easton's going to host North Carolina. Now, it was a game that Easton, you know, had, uh, they won previously this year. You know, but you, 33. Well, I, okay, don't quote me. I remember it. the JV was score it 33 was 33 to 20. 30, I know the JV score was 33 to 20. When you said that the other night, I didn't even realize that the varsity score ended that. I, I believe it was. I know that yeah. was a rainy night. I know uh, Caroline had poor field position, had turnovers, had issues with snaps, and coach said that they weren't physical enough in the game. So mm-hmm. it was it was a combo. I don't expect that all three of those will be the case again this Friday. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play out. And you know which quarterback starts, and yeah, is it going to be Bell? Yeah, and part of that was Bell got hurt in the Kent Island game, so Hunter started the week uh-huh. against Parkside, and then they both played in the game against Colonel, I believe. Gotcha. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out, but uh, you'll be able to find Mike's picks for the playoffs. Uh, coming up uh, a little bit later this week. Oh, that's going to cost you extra marks. Yeah. So. Oh, well, you don't have to get to me then. So. <laughs> no, just, I, now you no got we stuff. got it. They're you, coming you out. Got, They're coming you out. got people expecting this stuff, the power polls. They're although, coming out. I although know. you normally didn't do a power poll in the playoffs. I'm going to end up having to create more uh, stuff. No, that's, well, that's not true. In years past, I, I, I've done, I did two different things. I would do a power poll strictly based on how the teams did in the playoffs, and then at the end, 
I would factor in regular season and postseason and come out with a final regular plus postseason poll. Right. So that's how I did. So, no, you'll you'll get all that coming up. So September 30th, you're right. Easton did beat North Carolina 33-20. The okay. next week... Caroline lost to Decatur 16-14. Yeah, and that was that was the game in which both Coach McCormick and, and I thought, from what I'd seen, that was their best game of the year. But then they took a big step back the following week against Kent Island. But they're they're capable. But it's again, what Caroline team is North Caroline team is going to show up? Right, and, and guess we'll find out this Friday night. Yeah. As uh, that'll be uh, uh, not our game of the week. The Queen Anne's Y High game will be our game of the week In this Centerville. week. And uh, we'll provide updates on the Fred Moy Therapy Associate scoreboard as well. Uh, maybe we can find somebody to head over and, and cover that game for us. We'll have to see. I know that Taylor Walls is out of town. She's oh, okay. heading to Georgia. She's big time in us, yeah. you know. So, uh, but congratulations. Georgia, to Tennessee, her. huh? Yeah, this past mm. week it was Penn State, Ohio State. She's big time in us. So, wow. leaving us behind, all us little people. Uh, leaving us behind, but that's okay. We're we're proud for her and uh, uh, wish her well with those endeavors where she gets to go out and play a little bit uh, with the six pack coverage. But uh, so anyway, let's take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue our coverage and we'll start looking at some of these uh, playoff brackets. That's next right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, episode fifty. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric, education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at, uh, we were just talking about the 2A East bracket. Yes. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the 1A, 2A. Mm-hmm. East bracket. That's um, one of the additional classifications. Yeah, that they've added, which I mean, I. Because of the everybody gets in participation trophy playoffs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. like it. I don't know. Uh, so Cambridge is going to be the five seed, which is going to put them on the road at Elkton on Friday night at mm-hmm. seven o'clock, okay. which is a winnable matchup, I, I think, for Coach Peer uh, and the Cambridge South Dorchester Vikings. I mean, Elkton hasn't had a stellar season. No, they haven't. I think they have a pretty similar record as well. That's a really good atmosphere up there. We've been up there before. I think the last game we did was uh, North Carolina at Elkton, I think, uh, a few years back. there was a fight or something, if I remember correctly. That, that I don't remember. I do remember Elkton won that game. Uh, but uh, Cambridge this year, they're battle-tested. They played some good teams like Milford. They played Kent Island. They played Wicomico. So going on the road to Elkton will not be above them. And, look, they were an overtime, what, six-point loss to Curtis Richardson uh, for the 1A championship there. Uh, so they've had some success this year. And uh, if they can get by that, they'll go play Rising Sun next Friday night. Now, the other part of the bracket – Parkside taking the long ride to Falston. That's going to be a tough one. 
Yeah, they were scouting. Uh, we talked with Coach Riley and Coach right. Phillips uh, last week. We pre-recorded that uh, before OTL. They were on their way to scout those teams. And, uh, yeah, Falston, long-time uh, program, Dave Seske, uh, a lot of success there. I don't I, I don't think he's coaching them anymore, no, though. No. Uh, it's been a couple of years there, but we've been to Falston before. That was the uh, that was the famous Evan Greenwood uh, ran the football like 50 times right. uh, for Kent Island in a win against Falston on a Friday night there. I'll remember that. Broadcasting from their bleachers yeah. with, a, uh, <laughs> with the uh, – uh, we had a generator down below. Yeah. Powering us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, of course – The good uh, old days. <laughs> the winner of that one will face the winner of Hartford Tech and Northeast out of uh, uh, Cecil County as well. Yeah, I mean, Parkside uh, ended their six-game losing streak. They were uh, they had a tough go of it against the 2A East this year. And, you know, real quick, Coach Riley said, and, and it's kind of reminiscent of what Coach Hugh Gibson said about Bennett a few years back, I think he needs more guys to commit to working year-round and mm-hmm. refining the craft and, and – doing what it takes to be successful and look he had to run a six or seven straight winning consecutive winning seasons that's tough to do this is the second straight year where they've had a losing record regular season and i think he needs more of a buy-in is is what it sounds like plus with covid they weren't able to get in and work out it looks like in terms of weightlifting until he said sometime between march and may Mm. so that they were off by about three months before they could get in and, and get working in the 1A, Colonel Richardson, number one seed. How about that? Again. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to be hosting Washington. So mm-hmm. they'll be at home at least for the first two, three games. They can be at home. And correct me if I'm wrong, last year they had two home games, right? Yeah. And they, they won two, and then they lost on the road, did they not, on the Western I Shore? I can't remember. That was last year. Yeah. You, so. I mean, I, maybe you could bring that up, but yeah. But, uh, I mean, but that's huge. I mean, again, look where Colonel has, has been, and look where they are now. Yeah. Winning the 1A. And now not just hosting one playoff game, but possibly two for a second straight year. Yeah. I mean, things have changed dramatically in Federalsburg. Yeah, absolutely. So they're going to host Washington. Hopefully Washington plays. Um, And then, oh, by the way, speaking of Washington, they scored. They may have lost last Thursday, but they scored their first touchdown and a two-point conversion. Against Arcadia. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So how about that? So, uh that's like a load off their back. At least they didn't go scoreless all year. Uh, the other rest of the bracket, uh, the winner of the Colonel Washington game will host, well, if Colonel wins, they'll host the winner of uh, Bow Manor and Surrattsville, uh, which isn't an easy matchup. But did, I think Colonel played Surrattsville last year. I think that was that third round game. I could be wrong about that. But. On the bottom half of the bracket, uh, Perryville is going to host Kent County and Green Street Academy is the number two seed, and they're going to host Snow Hill. Okay. So then Snow Hill, two and seven, finished the regular season. They lost 49-6 to six to Decatur last week. Yeah, you know, and when you get to those teams, you're playing the teams across the bridge, you just never know what it's going to look like. You know, because somebody may have won three games, mm-hmm. but – that was against the toughest group in the world. Well, that and that's true. They, uh, that's a, that's a good point. I haven't I haven't delved into the, some of the one A East teams, uh, so I, I need to do a little homework on those. Now, with what you just mentioned, that means that Washington decided to play that ninth game or that tenth game, excuse me, and they didn't bow out of the playoffs because they forfeited two games this year. So that means they're in. And, and just getting a text from Dotson now, this has nothing to do immediately with. Um, 
the Bayside teams, but he said, and we're trying to find out why, that City and Poly both withdrew. That is shocking to me. And they just mm-hmm. played on Friday night in their annual rivalry game. Uh, but, but the bigger point being is that teams had the ability to opt out of the playoffs. Right. And, uh, you know, if you're on their schedule, you're only assuming that they are going to play. Right. Back in that 2A, some of the teams that uh, are, are going to be a beast to worry about, uh, Douglas and Huntingtown. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, you know they're going to be huge. Uh, Douglas PG, you're saying? Yeah, now Douglas they're PG. ranked in the top 25. Huntingtown is not ranked in the state top 25, but they're traditionally, you're right, a very good program. Yeah, and that's uh, who Stephen Decatur lost to last year. Yeah, Huntingtown is the three seed. Uh, Potomac is the one seed in that bracket. Yes, and they're ranked in the top 25. And they'll have a bye. They, yeah. They've got a buy. Okay. Um, I think when you talk about all the coaches and and the teams you don't want to match up with. You don't want to be the number eight seed when you get rebracketed because you right. will play Milford Mill, and yeah, Milford uh, Mill's ranked eleventh in the state right now. And, and Milford Mill, from what I hear, is like a they could probably beat the Commanders or or the uh, or the Ravens in the fourth quarter. <laughs> they're very, they're very, very well. The Ravens have won two straight now, Mark. So watch yourself. Uh, the, My Commanders have won three straight. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they have. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, Milford Mill. In fact, I know the running backs coach uh, on that team. He's a producer for me at the Fan in Baltimore part time. Hey, that is a very good program, the Millers. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, they're looking pretty darn. They've good. they've taken over where Franklin had a had a good run of it. They're now. Uh, superseding Franklin in Baltimore County as as the best team there. Yeah, absolutely. So exciting times. There's your look at your uh, uh, your high school football. The playoffs coming yeah. up. Well, we, one team you didn't mention is Bennett. Now, I, I know they're right. winless, but Bennett Bennett's in the three A, the lone three A team. Yeah, they are. So let's look who and they look. Hey, they led Wicomico fourteen to seven they last did. week. They did early on. Give them credit. They scored twenty points, and you know, Coach Taylor said you know, we we took them we took them a little lightly in the beginning. They're taking a short ride to Chesapeake uh, to Pasadena okay. to take on the Chesapeake Cougars. There you go. And the, hey, the positive thing for them is you know, they're the seventh seed. Okay. Well, out okay. of seven teams, but you know, still they're going to Chesapeake. So yeah. good for them. They'll get that. Uh, they'll get that extra game as well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, definitely good work for them. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, I want to talk high school soccer. Hanging out with Bob Pino in an optical Galleria. Summer, bye bye. But the sun is still there, Bob, so we need to make sure that we protect our eyes with the brand new Hook sunglasses. Well, the Hook optics are our brand. We design the lenses, the frames. They're fantastic, and people think, oh, I don't need them. Summer's over. The sun doesn't come very high on the horizon in the fall, winter, and early spring. You're looking at glare all day long. And Hook sunglasses will protect your eyes and take away that glare. So you know what it takes to protect your eyes no matter where you are, on the water, on the football field, or even behind the wheel of your car. We designed the best product we could, so come and check us out at all three stores. They're available at an optical Galleria, West Water Street in downtown Centerville, Harrison Street in downtown Easton, and in the Teal Marsh Plaza in West Ocean City. Or check them out online at eisenart.net or hookoptics.com. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group is sponsored by our friends at an optical galleria, eisenart.net and hookoptics.com. Make sure you check them out online. 
or stop by during waterfowl on Friday in downtown Easton. Uh, Eisenart.net and Optical Galleria, they're going to be, uh, they have a huge sale going on that day on Friday of waterfowl in Easton. Yeah, and uh, my glasses from Optical Galleria have certainly done me well in driving and also uh, in the times that I am in the booth calling the game, they've been very, very helpful. Yes, they have. All right, so let's talk real quick about uh, high school soccer. Uh, you brought up a good point. Stephen Decatur winning the, uh, in fact, all the Southern Bayside teams won all of the Bayside championships this year. Yeah, they, they've, they've had a role this year. And Decatur beat Ken Island, I believe it was, for the first time in yeah. 11 years. And we've talked about those at Coach Andy Hall, who just retired Parkside, usually the dominant force down there in the South, correct? Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, Parkside's still you know, looking pretty good. The mm-hmm. playoffs got started for soccer last week. Yeah, they got early. Max early. Barba, who is the kicker for Ken Island, mm-hmm. plays soccer. He scored three goals on Saturday wow. to lead his Ken Island Buccaneers to a victory. Um, and uh, they beat Easton 6 nothing. Wow. And uh, now they're going to be taken off to uh, play Parkside, uh, who beat North Caroline 4 nothing. Okay. Right. So they, they left no doubt in those games. Those right. are blowout right. wins. Yeah. So it'll be Ken Island and Parkside playing in the semifinal to reach the uh, the region um, uh, champion, or that will be the region championship to decide who it is that uh, represents in the state playoffs. Okay. Now, in the 1A boys, uh, a tip of the hat, St. Michael's, they beat Bow Manor one nothing, and they are moving on to the, to the region championship. Wow. So good for them. Yeah. They, they played more overtime games than any other school in the history of the United States, <laughs> I think, for boys soccer. Yeah. Uh, able to do that. Kent County lost to Perryville uh, in that one. Snow Hill, uh, they beat Washington. And Pocomo beat Cambridge uh, in that category. Okay. Now, girls soccer in the 2A, Queen Anne's. Got a goal from Chloe Sharp with about 30 seconds left in the overtime period to beat Ken Island and eliminate them 3-2. And I think it was a scissor goal. No, what do you mean by that? I don't Where know they, that they kick it, they kick, they throw they their fit. leg up and, and kick it back Pele style. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so the war that war on the shore was won by Queen Anne. Yeah, Queen Anne's <laughs> won that one. Uh, Parkside, who is the one seed, they edge North Carolina, so it'll be Parkside and Queen Anne's. Um, and the uh, so Parkside's uh, girls team is good as well. Huh? Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, Bow Manor uh, ended up uh, beating uh, Colonel Richardson girls, eliminated them. Mardella beat Cambridge, Snow Hill, Blank North Dorchester. Um, field hockey playoffs are continuing um, as of this recording on Monday night, and they'll continue to play through the Bayside Volleyball Championship. Is going to be a good one. North Dorchester has not lost. They're representing the South. Queen Anne's once beaten. They lost three games to two to Ken Island last week. Mm. And uh, they're playing for the, representing the North. So the Bayside Championship being played Tuesday night at North Dorchester. They won the coin flip. And uh, that one will uh, volley up at uh, 6 o'clock. The North representing the South in yeah. North Dorchester. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But uh, North Dorchester had a hell of a season. They're on the, the JV team went unbeaten in volleyball. Wow. You know, so they won 14 games, and I think the varsity has won like 15 games. So uh, it's been quite the... Uh, quite the feat. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to remember with all the sports, we were uh, talking about North Dorchester back in the spring with one of the sports I believe that had done really well, but I don't remember which. Baseball. Which, baseball, right. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Yep, so, yep, yep. Okay. But, uh, you know, I think it, it's good. We're seeing a little bit of parity. 
you know, I'm excited while we still have the fall sports wrapping up as we continue. But I'm looking forward to seeing the winter sports, too, um, because, you know, being able to see um, these teams develop and now COVID, we're COVID free, you know. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. We should have more people back playing the sports that they love, that they got away from. Uh, one cross-country note, you know, Ken Island swept the uh, Bayside Championships for boys and girls, but Snow Hill had an individual winner. And forgive me, I don't have his name right here, but they had an individual winner. Sarah Van Ornum, who is the track star for Ken Island, still getting it done. Um, she has done absolutely amazing winning the Bayside individual title for the girls. And, I mean, she's won just about everything that she competes at. I mean, she's a, a legitimate track star when it comes to track and field and cross country for Ken Island. Any Olympic trials for her, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That's I a mean, new track, by the way, at Ken Island. I mean, she's yeah. she's a studette, let me tell you. Yeah. She is. Well, she's congrats. a studette. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's... It's exciting times. This is why you and I do it. We do it yeah. because... It's great to see the accomplishment. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's fun. So, uh, before we go, yeah, right, we, we got to talk about one more thing. And this uh, portion of the podcast sponsored by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. So real quick, both uh, Maryland was off this week. They had, they had a bye. Yes, correct. And uh, of course, it was the Ravens. They 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 played, won Thursday night they won against Thursday Tampa. night. So it was a like a weekend free. Yeah. Uh, also playing on Thursday night was Virginia Tech, who had built a twenty-one to three lead over North Carolina North Carolina State, and uh, NC State came back and crushed the hearts of Hokie fans across America. Yeah, and that's, that is that is a top 25 NC State team, though. Yeah. But with a backup quarterback, correct? But they had them 21-3, to and they blew yeah. the lead and lost 22-21. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet over the weekend, though, where they talked about, I think, the first two years of Frank Beamer uh, was something like 5-17. and 17. And they said... Yeah, that turned out pretty good. Now, your coach, and I'm, I'm trying to remember his name, the new head coach. Brent Pry. Yeah, Brent Pry, who came from Penn State. Uh, it's just his first year. But uh, I guess there, it was a reminder that things sometimes don't start fast, but give it time. Yeah. And but uh, but I know, you, you want to see some signs of progress, and that's that's one there with a backup quarterback for NC State. I'm almost positive that, yeah, you, you, well, you don't want to lose. And he's, he's got Fuentes guys, and he's got to bring in his own class. The, the former head coach. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah Justin Fuentes. Yeah. And I'm not sold on the offensive coordinator, the tight end uh, coach that, re, that uh, came from the Jaguars. Bowen, I think his name was. Was he a tight end? Um, okay. But, you know, I'm not, not sold on him. I'm not really. And, I, and honestly, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see as they continue to develop. Are you talking about Tyler Bowen? Yes. I th- didn't he coach? He played at Maryland. Did he coach at Maryland at Penn State at one point? I and don't know. I think I know who you're talking about with yeah. him. So, I mean, he was kind of a rising star at one point at yeah, least. But well, I take right now he's had his tires flattened. So, uh, Yeah, right. yeah. I know. Ty- I saw Tyler on the sideline of the Maryland State football uh, high school championships back in 19. Yeah. So, yeah, he was a rising star. But uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's a little deflated right now. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, in <laughs> fact, he's probably for sale. I didn't know it was the OC. Then. You know okay. how you can buy a star and name a star after you? Yeah, that's him. All right. <laughs> he's right now. He's for sale on the Star Network. Well, well so we'll, we'll, we'll wait to get his guys. We'll, in. we'll wait to see. You know, we'll see how it goes. I'm not impressed with his play calling. Okay. So, of course, people say the same about mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. you still I mean, got a doll at that two point conversion. Gr- at some Griffith's point. already yeah. asked me, "Are you coaching defense next year?" I don't know if it's a hint or, or what, but you know. Well, hey, real quick, I mean, your your uh, Eastern JV team finished what five and four. Five and you four. beat Cambridge fifteen One, to nothing, three in a row. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, and you said, "Hey, we got to finish strong if we want to have a winning record." You yeah. guys did that, so congratulations. I mean, how does it feel now that you know you you stepped in last second? That's a big tall. That's a tall order. How do you feel now that the season's over? Glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in all seriousness. Listen, I am thankful for the opportunity in all seriousness. Um, you know, I always, I told my wife, I, I, if I ever coached anything again, it was going to be basketball. I'd never coach any other sport again. No baseball, no Yeah, you softball, love basketball. You yeah. know, I, I love coaching girls basketball and, um, you know, and, and no football. But when, when Griffith called, you know, and, um, you know, he was able to meet my demands of, you know, needing, you know, vacations and days off in the middle of the season. Yeah. Well, which stuff. you already had planned, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Just in preseason. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I'm glad I did it because, you know, I've, I've said kids are different nowadays, but they're only different if you let them be different. That's if true. You, if you hold them accountable and you ask them or demand of them, to give you what you need, you know, for the team and for the sport, the kids aren't any different. But it all boils down to, are you holding them accountable? Yeah. And and my kids bought in. And, you know, I had 36 players this year for a JV team. That's good. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's really that good. took yeah. me back to the days with North Carolina. You know, yeah. we, we had 30-some yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a healthy number. And yeah. we had 10 of them were sophomores, you know, and I think we – had like I don't know five or six that what well, we had two two or three that started yeah five or six played a lot that's a and big freshman class it is yeah and I love those kids you know I developed a relationship with those kids that uh, has set the tone for next year I think um, and you know Griffith hasn't asked me back yet. But I think he's going to. <laughs> so so we know? don't know. So, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, I just, but yeah. it's one of those things that, yeah, he asked if I was going to coach defense next year. So I kind of assumed that meant he wanted me back. <laughs> and I already told him, I said, I spent so long trying to learn this damn offense of yours. Well, you hell cha- no, I'm you coaching cha- offense. Well, that's the thing. You changed his offense so much during the course of the season to win the games. He's like, wait a minute. You're getting off script. These are not our plays. We had to. I converted a kid that had only played football for a year that was probably going to be a tight end to quarterback. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that, you know, he could throw the ball. but And that, that, was, the big, that was the biggest challenge and you know we talk about the kids and and the the relationship I built with them I mean that kid Jack I mean Jack did anything we asked him to do you know I mean he he was a kid that coach I'll be quarterback for you sure I'll do it you know that's a big undertaking yeah Yeah. and it's like and Jack never played quarterback before He he had to learn. He doesn't know that he doesn't know (laughs) you know and but you know I don't care about the mistakes that he made. He made the mistakes full speed. 
you know? Yeah. And he had the most unorthodox... And obviously he came by it honestly if he had never played the position before. And, and he, uh. he has the most unorthodox to- uh, toss that I've ever seen in my life. It had a perfect spiral spin to it every time when he tossed it to somebody. But, you know, it was... The kid... QB factory. He tried. Yeah. He tried. And, and he was willing and I got to put him back once Once we found a quarterback that, uh, you know, said, you know what, coach? All right, I'll be your quarterback. Yeah, halfway through the season, um, you know, I was able to put Jack back to a tight end and an H-back. And, but he which, stepped in where you need him. Which yeah. is yeah. still in the Eastern package, okay? <laughs> I, I just added a few other things to it. So, you know, you know, a little, know. little wing tee. Maybe Coach Griffith know. is getting a little concerned. A little wing yeah. tee from James McCormick. Oh, and, you know, See, but. I knew that was going I knew that was gonna happen. I was like, Coach, what's so the wing tee's coming to Easton now? Had a kid that couldn't use his hand to block, so I said, use your flipper. He said, What's that? I said, Let me show you. This is the way we did it in North Carolina. Oh, jeez, so, that's and it worked for him. You know, so. But no, it was, uh, you know. They, you, you, you just got uninvited to next yeah. year. <laughs> you shared too much. No, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun. I really oh, it's good. enjoyed it's it. It's good. And, it, yeah, it sounds like you'll be back for another year. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. I told the wife we have to change our vacation plans. and yeah, But now so. you can get all that straight now. See, next year is going to be so much easier because you got into this late. You had to do a crash yeah. course. Yeah, you know what's going to be? It's going to be a lot easier. Next year, Griffith's going to expect me to be at all the weightlifting training yeah, sessions and crap. And it's like... You know, well, you got a morning show to do. I, you may I, be I, able to get out of that I, and have a good reason. Well, he does them at night. Oh, so. well, then I can't help you there. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't so. help you there, but but no, you know. I'm looking forward to it. They were a lot of you know a lot of fun this year, and and I learned a lot. They learned a lot, and uh, yeah, now I'm looking for a girls basketball job if anybody's hiring. So. I was, I was, see, I knew I knew you'd get back into coaching at some point. You are the Brett Favre of, of Bayside coaches <laughs> or, or, or uh, EC, ESIAC coaches or whatever it is. It, it just it eats ESAC. you up. It, it eats you up. The competitiveness and the willingness to teach, it, it just it eats you up. Hey, look, when you're on that sideline, there, there's there's something about that. I'm, I, I understand. I'm, I'm envious. Facebook? I'm Have envious. you seen my new Facebook profile picture? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was, hey, where am I going after this win to go yeah. eat some dinner? <laughs> no, I, I don't know what, I don't know when Jeff Farr got the picture. I, I don't know when it was. You know, it was good. It was, that's a good, it was a good picture. A marking reflection. Yeah. I, and I don't know what I was reflecting about. Well, I just, I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been on something. Is it Docs or El Jefe after this win? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it should be. Let me dial up a two-point conversion that's going to work. Hey, and by the way, how about the Commanders, huh? Yeah. Uh, congrats. Hey, Taylor Heineke is a fan favorite, and uh, he had a heck of a pass there to um, Terry McLaurin right at the goal line, and then he goes in for the one-yard plow and the extra point. And 4-4, four and four, I mean, at the NFL, it's it's a crazy league from year to year. And, look, I, I, you look at that. I mean, the, the Eagles are having an unbelievable season. If they lose just two games – you you guys are within a game of first place. Yeah. You know, and then the Giants, nobody saw the uh, Eagles were expected to do well, but nobody saw the Giants getting off to a 6 and 2 start. Right. So the fact that you guys are a 4 and 4 and in the year we expected, you guys probably would have been yeah, game out of first place. And I think the Cowgirls Maybe just scored place. another touchdown against Chicago. So Yeah, that's it's, it's ridiculous. But anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Um maybe next Playoffs. week. Maybe next week, we'll see. Um I, I I may be busy. I don't know. So, 
busy next yeah. Monday? Yeah, huh? might be. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that means. I mean, we'll have playoffs to talk about. So. We can always do it Tuesday morning by phone. So, uh, it, Yeah, it, I, it, I, it, I guess maybe. so. Although that's kind of, that, a, that's kind of a busy day for yours truly. Oh, yeah, uh, my it's election day. What are you yeah. worried about? Because I'm doing I'm doing double duty on they election. They don't go day. to the poll until that night. I'm so. I'm doing double duty on election. Yeah, I day. know. So well, maybe we'll make it Wednesday. That's whatever. We yeah. can we can do so, it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, to everybody. We really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun doing this. Uh, hard to believe uh, this was number fifty. And yes, Santa Claus, there will be a fifty-one. We'll have that for you coming yeah. up. Thanks again. Find out more about high school sports, local sports at ShoresportsMD.com. Don't forget our Overtime Live Preston Ford Game of the Week presented by Best Western Plus for all seasons. And Kona Ice will be this Friday night from Queen Anne's County High School. We'll have the U.S. Heating and Air pregame show at 540 on 94.3 Winks FM and at ForeverMidshore.com. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.